All right. Welcome everyone for for our monthly joint prayer meeting. Uh, New Philly, we just host a joint prayer meeting here that's open to uh, people from all over the different English ministries here in Seoul area to come together each month just to pray for the revival of this nation. And that's what we're doing. And that's what uh, the good first part of our joint prayer meeting was all about. Uh, it's really about worship and prayer intercession. Uh, tonight we have a very special guest speaker that's going to be speaking to us. She is the co-senior pastor of Living Hope Christian Fellowship in Emeryville, California, as well as the senior pastor of The Ark at UC Berkeley. And what did I say? Oh, what did I say? A living, living Hope Christian Center. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. My bad, pals. You can hammer me later for that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, Pastor Benjamin's going to get in on that fly kick now. Uh, uh, personally, to Aaron and, and myself, uh, they are our spiritual mentors, our spiritual mother and father. And uh, it's with immense joy to be able to have them uh, minister to us here tonight. Uh, whatever church you're from, uh, we hope that uh, you will be tremendously blessed as Pastor Sonny Robinson of Living Hope and the Ark. Uh, she ministers uh, to us tonight. So let's put our hands together to welcome up Pastor Sonny Robinson. Thank you. So good to be here. Let me see. Raise of hands that are not from New Philly. Wow. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. That is awesome that, you know, so many of you guys just get together to pray together, to seek the face of God together for this nation. That's just Good job, guys. Well done. Well done. Benjamin and I are enjoying our uh, month off from our ministries. So we're very, very excited to be in Korea for more than two weeks. We've never done that before. And so we're very, very excited. Uh, we're very happy to be here. Um, in your presence, because, you know, we experience a different level of God's presence in your presence, you know, so it's, um, it's just, just amazing to experience the other side of, um, God here. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much that you are here with us. And tonight, Lord, you want to do something special. You want to take your sons and daughters to a a new level. We always talk about new level, new level, new level, God. But so many of us remain. We believe and we say it with the words, but so many of us, God, we still live in the old level thinking. So today I thank you that you're going to just reveal some lies and you're going to just... Um, Set us free from the lies of the enemy. Mm. And you're going to just shield us with your truth. 
We thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want you to open your Bible to Psalm 91. Let's do something different. Maybe it's not different at New Philly. I want everyone to stand up as we uh, read the word of God. Psalm 91. We're going to read 1 through 10. Okay. You guys there? Yeah? All right. I want you to just allow your whole being to just receive these words as we declare it. Okay? It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God, in him I will trust. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness, nor of the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge and the, even the most high, your dwelling place. No evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. Everybody repeat after me. His truth shall be, shall be my shield. I will not be afraid. One more time. His truth. Shall be, my shield. shall be my shield. I will not be afraid. Not be afraid. Amen? Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk about a shield that you and I have. But a lot of times we leave it behind when we leave our home every day. Like, it's like... You turned 16 and your mother and your father gave you and bought you a brand new, I don't know, Porsche or something. I know, I know. Spiritually. Right? But then, you know, you leave your Porsche at home and you just walk and walk and complain about how much your legs hurt. And how, you know, your friends have Honda Accord and Honda Civic and it's so nice. When you have a Porsche at home, hmm? his truth shall be your shield. I want to talk to you about a truth shield. Everybody say truth shield. I don't know. Maybe you're too young. But I remember when I was younger, I saw a movie called A Bubble Boy. Anybody? Yeah? <laughs> so this boy was born without an immune system. So he had to live in a bubble dome in his apartment. 
And then he falls in love with a friend in the neighborhood. And then she comes in and says, I'm going to marry this guy. And bad news, that's a bad guy, right? And she, she goes away. And so this bubble boy creates a, a portable bubble suit. And he leaves his house for the first time. Bubble boy. <laughs> That's pretty neat, huh? She, he could die, but he did it for love. <laughs> Naomi initiative, love. <laughs> we all live in a bubble. Whether you know it or not, you and I, we all live in a bubble. We all live in a shield. Just like you and I, have different cars. Well, at least in America, we all, we all drive. I don't know about in Korea. You know, I, ha- I drive a Honda Accord, you know. Christian drives what? Hyundai? Yeah? So we all drive different cars. Just like that, we all, we all have a bubble. We all have a shield that we live in. But what kind of shield you live in makes a big difference in your spiritual life. Hmm? Some of us live in a truth shield. And we're supposed to. The Bible says his truth shall be our shield. That's the Porsche that God, our daddy, gave us. Our Abba gave us a truth shield. Hmm? You shall know the truth and what? And the truth shall set you free. When you know the truth, you are never bound. I need deliverance. I hear that a lot. Aren't you a son of God? Don't you know the truth? And you're bound? Oh, you're not living in your truth shield. Hmm? Buy the truth and do not sell it. But so many times... We receive the truth, but we sell it for a lie. I'm afraid of rejection. So I'm going to sell the truth that I am accepted, that I am favored, but I'm going to sell it because of what I feel. Hmm? I am the way, the truth, and the life. And that Christ Jesus is inside of us. But then we are so afraid. Of sickness and rejection and abandonment and, and fear of failure and a, huh? When the truth himself is living with us, inside of us, shielding us. Hmm? When you have a truth shield, you walk in your kingdom authority. It doesn't matter what you see or what you feel. You walk by faith and not by sight. Hmm? You hear the truth and you hold on to that truth no matter what circumstances say. Hmm? You know what I realized though? Trust. Everybody say trust. Trust Trust allows you to remain in your truth shield. Hmm? It says, in him I will trust. You know, without trust, you can't believe hmm? his truth shall be your shield his truth protects you and I 
from every attack, from every lie of the enemy. To trust is to have a confident expectation. No matter what, you just have a confident expectation. You know, the new preachers, you know, you prepare, but you feel like, I'm so not prepared. But even you don't rely on how much you prepare, but you just have a confident expectation that God's going to speak through you. Hmm? In your jobs as an English teachers or businessman, you know, or woman, the enemy comes and just speaks lies. You know, you're not going to do that well today in your presentation. You know, those, those, those elementary kids and junior high kids, you know, they're going to make fun of you and you're going to try your best not to, you know, you're going to try to show them that you're not affected, but deep inside, you know, like you're ashamed and you're afraid of these little children. You don't have that confident expectation when you are living outside of the truth shield. You know what I realized? Faith is like a key to this truth shield. When you have a car, it doesn't matter what kind of car you drive. It could be like 2012. What kind of car do I like, baby? I don't know. Yeah. Mini Cooper, red Mini Cooper with black top. Ooh, right? But if I don't have a key to that car and I have to somehow take that car with me wherever I go, that 2012 Mini Cooper becomes a burden because I'm going to have to push. But without faith, without trust, truth becomes that kind of burden. The truth of God says, hmm, you are more than a conqueror, but you don't have faith and you're walking like a victim. You're walking in failure, you feel, right? But then you have that truth, but it becomes a burden because you're not living out that truth. Hmm? You know, I trust in my spiritual father so much that whatever he says, I just, it's easy for me to obey. You know, you've heard, most of you, some of you heard that recently or last year, my spiritual father told Benjamin and I, give up your salary. What? Move into a six-bedroom house. Invite other sons and daughters. You provide everything, but give up your salary. Okay. Because even with the salary, we like, we almost barely made it. So give up the salary in the natural. It's ridiculous. I I don't have what, but when you trust, it doesn't matter how crazy it sounds. It's just easy. I, you just trust. Well, in, Somehow God's going to make it work. And guess what? He did. Hmm? Even before, I mean, we, like, we would have nothing, right? This is before, you know, Christian and Aaron came into our lives. So, you know, Christian and Aaron kind of, Christian especially helped us, helped me personally. Benjamin wasn't 
didn't have poverty mindset, but I did. But with, you know, a lot of things, he, I remember when we first came with all, you know, the luggage that was like really worn out. I, I proud, I was so proud of, you know, ugly looking, worn out, you know, because you know, you know, I value spiritual things. You know, I spend every penny extra I have to feed the orphans. So I'm proud. You know, I'm right. It's like, moms, no, you can't do that. No, no, don't do that. <laughs> right. But a lot of times before, before, right, God delivered me from the poverty mindset. We would have no money and we would freak out and we would call our, our pastor. We have nothing. We have nothing. What do we do? And he just says, no, son, you lack nothing. You lack nothing good. You could only increase. But because I trusted him, he never gave us a dollar. Actually, he never bought us any food. We always pay for him. Because we want to honor our spiritual father. But when he says, you lack nothing, something just shifts automatically because I trust him so much that all of a sudden, even though my bank account says zero, it's not zero anymore, Christian. Even though my bank account says zero, I just feel like, a millionaire. Like, I lack nothing. Hmm? Trust is a key. Your faith is a key to your truth shield. Hmm? We are influenced by a spirit at all times. 24-7. You are either influenced by the spirit of truth, the spirit of Christ, or you are influenced by the spirit of Antichrist, spirit of fear, the spirit of unbelief. The spirit of truth activates faith for the truth. Hmm? And that same spirit activates unbelief for the lies of the enemy. Hmm? Aaron, administration is your strength. Even though all her life she struggled, she always believed that that was her weakness. But when that truth was declared, guess what happened? That spirit of truth, huh? That, that activated faith in her to grab it and say, yep, yep, it's, yep, yep. Administration is my strength. Hmm? It, she did not rely on, you know, areas that felt like it was falling apart. No, more so if she saw more of that, she just declared that more. No, administration is my strength. And then it manifests after a while. Christian, intimacy is your strength. Amen. You know, recently, earlier this year, God told me, your ceiling is your son's ground floor. And he specifically told me to give the missions department to one of my sons. Those of you that do not know me, missions department is my baby, my life, 
my everything. I breathe in and breathe out missions. I try when I got, when I was pregnant with, with Aletia to give it away to one of the sons and I just couldn't. So I took it back. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I would do it that way. Here, here, wait, here. Let me promote you to another ministry and here, bring it back. But you know what God promised me? He said, Sonny, trust me. You give the missions department to your son, he's going to take it to a next level. A level that you won't be able to take. I'm a J. He's a P. Naturally, really God. But you know what? I trust in God's words, in his promises. Hmm? So I am able to put it into an action. Faith leads to action. If it doesn't lead to action, it just becomes something that you just, you know, write down in your journal, but it never takes you into an action. It's not really faith. Hmm? The truth shield destroys lies. That come your way. When you're in the truth shield, when the truth is declared, you grab it by faith. And you immediately put it into an action and you live it. But also, in the same way, when the lies of the enemy come your way, the enemy attacks your body, the enemy attacks your finances, the enemy, the enemy attacks your ministry. When you are in the faith, I mean the, 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 the truth shield, it's just, Bounces right off. Hmm? It destroys every lie of the enemy. Oh, you are not wanted. You're not loved here. You don't belong here. You don't have enough. You, you will always lack. Hmm? You're not good enough. You can't do it. You're not able. When the enemy speaks and throws these lies at you, when you're in the truth shield, it protects you from those lies. Hmm? Psalm 23, 4. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. I mean, you could be walking through the shadow of death. You could be walking through the inner cities of Oakland and they're shooting at each other and you will fear no evil. Our, our not forgotten faces team, they, they, for a while, they used to go out to East 14th street and they would talk to the girls on the street. And you know, the, they, they, one day they actually rescued one out. She, she was, um, Put in on Friday night, our team went Saturday night and took her out. And they were fo- they were followed by pimps for like they were driving away and they were followed, you know. But we don't fear because we're in the truth shield. Hmm? Smith Wigglesworth says, a man must have an immovable faith and the voice of God must mean more to him than what he sees, feels, or what people say. You know, when I was pregnant with Aletheia, I went in to get the ultrasound, and the doctor said, I'm sorry. Your womb is empty. There's a womb, 
So that means you were pregnant, but I'm sorry. Look, here, watch with me. There's no baby. You lost your baby. Man, good thing I was in my truth shield. Well, if there's no baby, then you know what? We're going to declare life into that empty womb because, you know, I waited eight years to have a baby. I'm not going to hear and listen to that bad news. He can't come near me. He can't come. Huh? No, you can't touch me. No. We, we prophesied life. There's that miracle baby right there. Hmm? We're believing for our own building at Living Hope. And a few months ago, all of a sudden, the owner of the building started to put these fences up all over our building, like keeping us from using the parking lots. And, you know, and some of our people are like, oh, Pastor Sonny, what are we going to do? What's going on? And they're freaking out. And I, I ran and I looked at all the fences and I jumped up and down. I was like, yay. And they're like, what do you mean? Hey, for a couple of years, we've been praying and we saw no movement. But even though this movement seems opposite, there's a movement. Any kind of movement is good. God is doing something. Huh? Truth shield. You're not afraid of what you see with your eyes when you are living in your truth shield. Jesus tells the father, don't be afraid. Just believe you came to me believing that I could heal your daughter. Don't listen to that bad news. Don't be afraid because if once you fear that fear shield comes around you and just destroys every truth, hmm? you cannot believe if you have fear, but if you trust in the truth of God, you will not be afraid of the terror by night, huh? Oh, Aaron, you can't have babies. Whatever. <laughs> oh, you have sickness in your body. You don't understand. I have a truth shield, huh? Thousand may fall. 10,000 may fall, but it can't touch me. I live in a truth shield. Oh, we're going to have to let you go from this job. (laughs) When you're living in the truth shield, you get excited. You know, oh no, what am I going to do? How am I going to pay my bills? That's fear shield. When you're in the truth, you're excited. Oh my goodness. I didn't even like expect anything like this. God, you must have something better. Yay. Huh? When you're living in a truth shield, no bad news can touch you or affect you. It cannot come near you. And if it's a bad news, you get excited because you get to declare and testify about God's power. Hmm? You get to be the witnesses. When you live in the fear shield, it's another story though. The spirit of fear activates faith also, but for the lies of the enemy. 
The spirit of fear activates unbelief for the truth of God. The fear shield rejects the truth. It just bounces off right off of you. The truth is declared. The sickness cannot touch you, man of God. But when you're living the fear shield, you call your pastor, pastor, I'm so sick. I'm getting beat up by the enemy. I don't know what I'm going to do. Fear shield. Hmm? You hear life-changing, powerful word of God every Sunday. But if you are living in a fear shield, your trust is upon what you feel and what you see and what others say. I want you to open your Bibles to Mark chapter 8, verses 31 through 33. In this passage, the spirit of fear influenced Peter. You there? Mark 8, 31 through 33. It says, and he began, Jesus, to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed. And after three days, rise again. He spoke this word openly. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Peter rebuked Jesus. But when he had turned around and looked at his disciples, Jesus now rebuked Peter saying, get behind me, Satan, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. When you are living in a fear shield, you cannot hear the miracle of a resurrection. That's going to set people free. That's going to give eternal life. You can't hear that. All you hear is death. And as a disciple, that means I'm going to die. Hmm? You can't hear amazing miracles that God is about to do. You're blinded by your fear. You know, our pastor was taught by his pastor and he taught us. And we just taught Christian and Aaron. And other members, if you would give me your phone number to your pastor, I, I will call them and, you know, teach them this. If you would like the, it, what he taught us was this, you cannot counsel a spirit, but you could, you could only rebuke the spirit. When Jesus said, get behind me, Satan, when he rebuked Peter, do you really believe Jesus saw Peter as Satan? Satan, he rebuked Peter, Satan, get behind me. What he was rebuking was the spirit behind Peter that was influencing Peter pushing Peter into that bubble of fear hmm and so what we learned is you know we really Benjamin and I tried you know when leaders and different members you know came to us with foolishness you know, we sit down, we hear them over and over again, and we love on them. We try to talk to them with love, you know, but just don't see any changes. Until Pastor Daniel taught us this, that we just rebuked the mess out of that person. And the next day, 
you, we saw the difference. Because the, even though when, I, when we rebuked that person and that person was hurt and shocked, the next day when that person came back to church, guess what? He didn't have any spirit. So when your pastors rebuke you, it's not that they're rebuking you. When they slap the mess out of you, they're not actually slapping you. They're slapping that spirit off of you. And so even for a moment, even though for a moment you feel bad, you should thank them. Shift, shift and say, it hurts, but you know what? Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to buy you dinner. (laughs) Write them a card with some gift cards in it. Thank you. Because if they didn't love you, it's not easy. It's not fun. But they do it because they love. Hmm? You know, fear paralyzes us and makes us do detrimental things. Did you know fear causes mental and emotional problems? Fear is the enemy's perversion of faith. Hmm? King Saul was influenced by the spirit of fear. He lived in his own bubble of fear. If you look at first Samuel chapter 18, verse eight, Saul was angry. This is what he said. They have created a David with tens of thousands, he thought. But me, with only thousands, what more can he get? But the kingdom, he's going to, he was afraid. He was afraid. See, when you're living in the truth shield and your sons, people that are under you, man, I only killed thousand, but you killed 10,000, man, you're proud. But when you're living in the fear shield, man. You get angry as if God gave that person what belongs to you, entitlement. Hmm? And guess what? He, King Saul, out of fear, the detrimental things that, that took away his destiny as a king. God had to shorten his kingship because of this. It is proven in the medical world that the emotions are caused by thoughts. Okay, listen to this. Take notes. Lauren Robbins, in the article, The Indefinite Body, this is what she says. Thoughts create chemicals that pour into the rivers and streams coursing through our body. Within 20 seconds, the chemical composition of the body is altered by a thought. You're standing in a room. Somebody walks away without saying bye, and that moment, a thought comes, they hate you, or he hates you. That thought releases chemicals and changes your whole body. It alters it within 20 seconds. And if you continue to think on negative thoughts, your nervous system sends chemicals to your muscles, and your physical body starts to contract. And your thinking becomes foggy. Listen to this. This is some good stuff here. Caroline Leaf says in Who Switched Off My Brain? It's a book. You should read it. She says that fear, listen, write it down. Fear triggers when you are afraid, 
The moment you fear something, it triggers more than 1,400 known physical and chemical responses and activates more than 30 different hormones and neurotransmitters. When you fear something, you are marinating your body, your physical body with toxic chemicals. Hmm? Let me give you another one. So good. Dr. Caroline Leaf, she's a brain researcher with over 25 years of experience in this field. She says that 87 to 95% of the illnesses that plague us today are a direct result of our thought life. What we think about affects us physically and emotionally. It's an epidemic of toxic emotions. The researchers say that average person has about 30,000 thoughts a day. Okay? What kind of thoughts do you have every day? What percentage of your thoughts are occupied by the truth of God? And what percentage of your thoughts are occupied by fear and unbelief? Hmm? When I was like reading this i thought about transformers right you know how like when they're about to fight like different cars and airplanes they become they they transform right to a robot and they fight in a sense our thoughts whether truth or lies transforms our physical emotional spiritual body and when you when you allow the truth of God hmm, to be released, and when you, when you occupy your thoughts with the truth, it transforms your physical body, your emotional body, your spiritual body. It's ready to absorb every truth, 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 and absorbs it, and you, act, you live it out. But when you allow the lies and the fear, hmm? To occupy your thoughts, it transforms your physical body, your thoughts, your heart. It transforms your body to absorb every lie. The, the enemy threw a lie at someone next to you. He wasn't even aiming at you, but then you just saw a lie and he just absorbs it. Because your physical body, <laughs> Lord have mercy. You know? Benjamin, even though he's not that old, his back went out twice in his life. And second time, you know, we did everything we knew. We called in every person that we know have a gift of healing. We poured oil. We prayed for him. Nothing. He went to the doctors. Nothing. And one day he just barely got himself to Pastor Daniels. And Pastor Daniels just started to teach of what God, you know, Spoke to him that day. And after a couple of hours, asked Benjamin, oh, by the way, how's your back? And Benjamin was about to say, oh, it hurts so much. But then he thought, where is the pain? What's going on? He got up. He mo- I'm healed. And then on his way home, he was shining. Like, God, what, what? Pastor Daniels didn't even pray for me. How did I get healed? And God told Benjamin, Benjamin, you have trained 
your, your thoughts and your heart to submit to your pastor. Your body had no chance. It just followed. Hmm? And he, his trust and his faith, hmm? his submission transformed his physical body to absorb the truth, the abundant life that God gave us. Hmm? I don't know if you read about this man who went somewhere in the woods with his wife. Like he was in the news a long time ago. And um, he was so afraid that he caught a Lyme disease. And he was actually experiencing the effects of Lyme disease. And he was tortured by the thought that his, he, he, he gave it to his wife too. And he kept going to doctor after doctor getting, you know. But the, every doctor he went to see said, you don't have a Lyme disease. But he didn't believe the good news. After a while, you know what he did? He shot his wife and he shot himself. And when the police went to his house, they saw pages and pages of his researches on Lyme disease. Fear tortures you. Fear makes you do detrimental things. Fear transforms your body to even experience a lie. Hmm? Fear releases chemicals in my body to believe a lie. Hmm? You know, being a new mom in the beginning three years ago, like everything about Aletheia affected me. And so when Aletheia didn't get enough sleep, I got all anxious. And I got all frustrated and, and anxious. And, oh, man, I'm going to have a terrible day because she's going to be cranky and she's going to be crying. And, and what I didn't realize was I believed a lie, I became anxious, and I transferred my ang- anxiety to my daughter. And so therefore, according to my faith, I had a terrible day. Hmm? You know, I don't know about you, but all my life, I've always wanted this higher level of anointing for miracles. And I used to daydream about like going to like some service and the, the mighty men of God calls you over there, come and, and lays his hands on me and just downloads this, this anointing over sickness and supernatural, you know? And it's like from that day on, I could just walk by any sick people and they just get hit. I used to, I just stay, I want, God, I want to walk in that. Anybody else? But you know, recently, I got a revelation. I found a secret to living in that kingdom power. You want it? Yeah. Are you going to steward it though? Because yeah. I don't want to give it if you're not going to steward it. Hmm? You know what I learned? This is so amazing, guys. Oh my gosh. What I learned was that only what we allow remain in our lives. <gasps> You're not getting it? Hmm? Whatever they are, through your faith, 
whether it's sickness in your own body or in others, whether it's prosperity or poverty, whether it's oneness or division, whether it's foolishness or wisdom, you and I, as a child of God, has that kind of authority. Whatever I allow in my life remains. Whatever I don't allow, they can't. So if you come into my house and I allow you to stay, guess what? You get to stay. But if I say, get out, you can't fight me. You're going to have to get out. Listen, I'm serious, guys. This is amazing. If you lift this out, you have authority. You know, in the past, you know, God recently broke me through a new level. For past 10 years, up to last year, what God showed me was I was in my, you know, old level. In the height of my old level. And in my old level, guess what? I saw a lot of great things. But God broke me into this new level. But in that old level, I saw like greater degrees of supernatural workings of God on the mission field than at home. We did see miracles, but not to the same degree. And what I realized was it's because when I'm on the mission field, I get into this beast mode, mode, right? And I just don't upset, accept anything, anything. I just can't accept anything. That's just good enough. Oh, it's a good service. And yeah, it's good enough. I just can't allow, I just can't do it. So even if we have to like stay up and fast and pray and declare, that's what we did when we went to Thailand. In the beginning, we didn't see much. But we said, hey, no, 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 this, no, no. We can't allow this. And we started declaring and praying and we saw miracles after miracles. But when I come back home, not now, in the old level, for some reason, I just accept what's good enough. You know? Oh, that's good enough. You know, I live... Aaron told the New Philly people, I'll tell you the rest of you. A few months ago, I had carpal tunnel. I had it really bad when I was pregnant with Aletheia. But after she came out, it was, you know. But this time, I wasn't even pregnant. And it hurt. It hurt to do normal things. And I lived with that for a couple of, I don't know, two, three months. And one day I had a spiritual son over at my house and I was telling him, man, this hurts so much. And he's like, well, let me pray for you. I said, okay. And he laid his hand on my wrist and he just prayed this sincere prayer. God healed, heal my mama, heal her. He just prayed. And as he was praying, my wrists were throbbing with pain. And I'm just asking God to remove this pain. But the more he prayed, the throbbing pain didn't disappear. But for some reason, at that moment, I said, no. Something inside of me got angry. And I said, no. I'm not going to allow my son's prayer to fall to the ground. Lord, I don't accept anything but healing. I don't care. You got to heal me. I accept healing. I don't care what I feel. My son prayed. I have to get healed. I don't want him to walk away thinking that his prayer didn't work. No, I am not going to allow that. And when he was done, I said, I believe God healed me. 
throbbing. I believe God healed. He... For the rest of the night, the more pain I felt, I got more anger. I don't allow this, God. I don't allow this pain. I fought it. That was Tuesday night. Wednesday, I don't know if I felt the pain or not because I don't remember. Thursday morning on my way to work, I realized I had no pain. I had no pain. And guess what I did? I got on the platform that Sunday, told the, told the testimony and opened the, uh, the, the altar up for healing. So many people got healed. And then the next day, I got so sick. I don't get sick like flu. And I got so sick that I was on the floor. I couldn't go to work. I was on the floor like, Five days. I was never that sick. But you know what? Something inside of me says, oh, this is not just a flu. This is not just a sickness that I, I have to just live with just because I'm a human being in this natural world. No. Something inside of me. No, I'm not going to. No way. God started this move, like healing movement in our church. And, and then pastor's going to say on the Facebook, I'm sick, guys. Pray for me. No way. I am not going to allow that. I don't allow that to exist in this house. And so I said, oh, God, I believe there's a deeper meaning to this. That somehow through this, I'm breaking off the spirit of infirmity off of our lineage. I just believed it. I I was so sick on the floor. God, I thank you. And I put it on Facebook. I believe I'm sick, but don't worry because, you know, God is breaking the spirit of infirmity. And we're going to walk in greater authority of healing. And the next Sunday, I, I, I went up and I shared it. And more, more healing. And ever since then, every Sunday, we have, I mean, sickle cell anemia, diabetes, high blood pressure, migraine, a joint pain. You know, female, you know, stuff. I mean, like, so many different. (laughs) But in the middle of it, I was having lunch with one of my church members. And I said, you know, this is so amazing. Um, Every week. And even people who watch us through Ustream from New York. And we're getting emails. You know, two weeks ago, pastor called out, you know, knee pain, joint pains. And I've been struggling for months with the knee pain. And God healed me. And it never came back. We're getting, people are getting healed through Ustream. But I was having lunch with my leader. and said, man, I have so much faith. But for some reason... I can't find faith inside of me to believe for my allergy against apples and carrots. You see, when I was young, I used to eat like seven to ten apples a day. And like my mom would buy those bags of carrots and I would just eat it. When I moved to California, like I start to get cold sores and itchiness. My throat would like close up. And so I stopped eating it. 
And then every year, something new gets added. And I, one day, I was eating cherries and same thing. So I stopped eating cherries, you know, and next year, uh, peaches. And then the next year, nuts. Every year, the list goes longer and longer. But for some reason, even though God is healing cancer and all these things, I, I tried so hard. I tried so, like in that meal, there was a carrot and I picked it up. I want to eat it. I want to get healed. But I just could not find faith. What's going on? And then I thought, this thought just went, shh. Well, if you don't have faith, find other people who would have faith on your behalf. So the same day or the next day, I took out Daniel, who's here. Say hi. Everybody tell. It's okay. Don't be afraid. (laughs) Daniel and Jason, both of you, they're both here. Daniel and Jason, I bought them pho, right? I bought them food. And I said, you guys, I really want to be healed from this. I want to enjoy apples and carrots and cherries. But I was real, but I don't have faith. But can you have faith for me? They're like, yeah, no problem, ma, yeah, yeah. I said, okay, because don't stop believing because I'm going to rely on your faith. Because I don't have faith for this. A few days later, we had leadership retreat at our house. When I went down, they bought this big old bag of like giant apples. <laughs> so I took it out. I didn't even peel it. Because, you know, sometimes skin, you know. I said, uh, Jason, Daniel, you have faith? You still have faith? They're like, yeah. And there were other sons and daughters. You guys have faith? You want to join them? They're like, yeah. I went. <laughs> Let me be real with you. Eating it deep inside, I'm waiting for those symptoms. That's how much I didn't have faith in me. But I have faith in them. All day, I had no symptoms. And then that Sunday, I told the story, and I said, you don't have faith, that's okay, come to the altar, let's find two people. So many people got healed that day. I don't have faith for this. Okay, find two people. And at the altar, they grabbed them. They... So many people got healed that day. That day. Hmm? Whatever you allow, it remains. Whatever you don't allow, it cannot remain. Hmm? So many of God's people live with lies and they don't recognize that it is a lie of the enemy. They believe it's just a part of life. In this life, you get allergies and you just live with it. You just can't eat apples. I tried when Benjamin would eat it, I I would take a bite. And in the beginning, he used to. But then I end up with this big old ugly cold sores. I'm like, ah, you know, he's like, don't do it. And every time I tried to take another bite because I want to eat it so bad, he would say, no, Sonny. She, he would, but this time, nothing. What we allow. Hmm? For 26 years, I believed that my allergies to apples and carrots were just part of life. And out of fear, I didn't eat them, even though I wanted to. And every year, something new got added on that list. But I just decided not to believe that lie anymore. 
you go, if you go on my Facebook, there's pictures of me eating apples. <laughs> Praising God in the middle of the night by myself. <laughs> Two in the morning. <sighs> mm, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Let me end with this, guys. We've seen God break many lies of the enemy over the people of living hope. Because we just said, let's not believe that anymore. Sickle cell anemia, she struggled with it all her life, ever since she was a child. She thought she was just going to have to die with it. It was going to kill her one day. Let's not believe that anymore. And what was amazing, a few weeks later, we had everybody who got healed come to the altar and say, if God healed you, that means he gave you authority to heal others. And we had them pray for the others that were sick. And Benjamin stood in front of that lady who got healed of sickle cell anemia. And Benjamin stood there believing for high blood pressure. And what was it? Oh, come on. He, he was torturing me, guys. I was like, take some pills or something. He was torturing me and Alethea. Come on, admit it. But you know what? He got healed. That day when we got home, he drank a gallon of milk and we didn't smell anything. I want you to stand up. First Timothy chapter 6, 12 tells us, commands us to fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life to which you were also called verse 20 it says timothy guard what was committed to your trust avoiding the profane and idle babbling and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge it's a lie guard the truth buy it and do not sell it hmm? god gave you a truth shield that's your inheritance. God, Jesus gave his life so that you would have life abundant. Allergies, sickness, joint pains, barrenness. That's not part of abundant life. That's not what is in the kingdom. Let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. If it doesn't belong in the kingdom of God, it does not belong in your body. It does not belong in your family. It does not belong in your household. Anything that dethrones you from your kingdom place is evil and it is satanic. Fight the good fight of faith. Today, I believe God wants to pop some fear bubbles, some lie bubbles. Hmm? God wants to reveal some lies that you lived with all your life thinking that's just part of life. It is not part of life. If it does not belong to Christ, it does not belong to you. Whatever you allow, remain. Whatever you don't allow, cannot remain. That's the truth, guys. You know, recently we had a team come back from Mozambique, Mozambique mission trip. And usually our missions team come back with these miracles and we get all excited. 
they came back and they were shocked because we had like 100 more miracles here than what they experienced on the mission field. Don't get me wrong, they had a powerful powerful time there and they saw miracles. Hmm? Whatever you allow. I believe God wants to reveal some lies. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to ask God, what is the lie that I have been living with? I don't want it anymore. Get out. Get out of my mind. Get out of my life. I don't allow you to remain in my life. You cannot come near my dwelling. Hmm? Daughters of God, do you know how beautiful you are? You don't have to be afraid of being alone. When I look at my daughter, you know, I'll do whatever it takes for her to live. For Lathia to live a life abundant where she's treasured. Whatever it takes. And God sees you just like that. He's not going to allow anything bad. He's not going to allow what you fear to come upon you. But you have to trust. Come on, I want you to pick up that key of faith. I want you to enter into your trust, truth, shield right now. Come on, take pick that key up again. Come on, pick up that faith again. Enter into your truth, shield. Come on, start it up again. It's not going to be a burden to you anymore because you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna live in that shield and you're gonna declare what remains. You're gonna declare what remains. Father, I don't allow, I don't allow, God, for any lie of the enemy, God, to torture your sons and daughters. I declare in the name of Jesus, it ends tonight. It ends tonight, God, in Jesus' name. We break the power of fear in Jesus' name. We kick it out of our mind, God. Our thoughts will be your truth, God. We will remain in your truth, God. You are more. You are more than a conqueror. You cannot fail. Sons of God, it's impossible for you to fail. Sons of God, it is not okay for you to live with any kind of sickness. Even if it's a headache, kick it out today. Don't live with that anymore. Do not allow it to remain. Come on, come on, you pray. Open your mouth, come on, open your mouth. You declare what you allow. You declare what you allow. You declare what you allow.